Welcome to Israel Mosaic, Land People's Story. I am your host, Koro Tarod, and I'm coming to you from the Galilee Experience in Tiberias. On today's podcast, I'll be concluding the interview with Gabby Talker and the different stories from his life. Before we begin today's podcast, I want to share with the listening audience the passing of two very special people this week. They were special to those who had the opportunity to know them and be in their presence. The two men I am speaking about are Nova Vida, my wife's father, and Shimshon Talker, Gabby's father. My memories of both men are clear in my mind. Firstly, with Nova, my father-in-law, I've known Nova for most of my life, and I've had many deep and meaningful conversations with him. I so appreciated Nova's realness and the privilege of getting to know his life story. Secondly, our times with Shimshon are also clear in my memory. He invited us into his home, and his wife put out a spread of authentic Indian food for us. I can still see his smile that would come from one end of his face to the other side. I miss those times together, but I know that one day we will have those times again when we see each other in heaven. Please keep Gabby's family and my wife's family in your prayers at this time. Gabby, thank you for joining us today. I'm very glad to be here with you. Gabby, in Israel, there are fruits that grow, like in every country, in certain seasons. You talked about that with us for a while, and it was very interesting. Can you share with the listening audience about how God designed these specific fruits to grow for a purpose in each season? Winter, spring, summer, fall. Yes, if you see, all the creation of God has been done with the wisdom. Also, in a fruit and vegetables that we're founding by the seasons. For example, when is the summer, what we need? We need a lot of water to drink. As a humans, our body needs more water because of the heat. And which kind of fruit we can found at that time? Watermelon? Melon? So the base of that fruit is full of the waters. So they are growing in the summertime. Before the winter, all the diseases coming outside, you know, and which kind of a vitamin we need in our body? It's vitamin C. It's making us very strong. So which kind of a fruit we found in before the winter and the winter time? All the orange and nectarine and lemon. So you can see that all those fruits is coming in winter time. So all the fruits is like that. And uh, apples also, you can see the apples coming in the also in the winter time. End of the winter, you can find more and more apples. So those things that we are taking, we don't attention ourselves, okay? And taking that as the usual things. But if you see the details, how God created this world, he created with whole wisdom for suitable for his beloved people. And his beloved people is humanity. This is the most highest priority of God in this world. Gabby, you mentioned fall and summer and winter. The springtime is the season that we're in right now. What particular fruits come in the springtime in Israel that uh, God had provided? I don't know if you want to just address that one season as well. Actually, we're not getting uh, fruit much in springtime. 
why the flowering starting in this time. But what we get from the flowering is honey. So we have a honey in this time. The honeybee is working very well. If you see the seasons and how we go, maybe that's why Israel called by God the land of honey and milk. Each fruit and honey helps allergies, helps sicknesses, like you said, that come. What God's purpose was that the foods would heal us in many ways. Can you just describe maybe that a little bit more into detail, how these fruits, how the honey can help us as humans? You know, the honey is something that very strong. And when you have any allergy or any cough or something like that, take the honey, ginger, and curcum, turmeric, and mix it together and take a one or two spoons and drink hot tea after that, and you will feel very well. We're going to stay on the subject of food and, and spices because being from Jamaica, Originally, it's the land of spices. India, a place where you were born, is a land of spices. In Israel, can you just explain to the audience a little bit of the spices that they may find here that maybe they don't have at the other place? In Israel, we have most of the spices that we can found it here is uh, herbs, the different kind of herbs. You have hyssop. You have the Louisa. You have uh, lemonids. It's a different kind of uh, herbs that are very helpful for the stomach and other things. Take the sage, for example, and drinking with the hot tea is very helping for the stomach. Okay, the stomach pain or something like that. It's very helpful. There's a Sheba, one herb called Sheba. Also, the smell is very bad. The taste is very bad. I don't like it, but it's very healthy. So those herbs, we can find it here in Israel. We're here doing the interview today on the shores of the Galilee, but the business that you run, Ariel Global Limited, is in Perea Elite. And I wish the listening audience could be transplanted there and translated there right now because there's some greenhouses. It's overlooking the Sea of Galilee from a different vantage point. It's a beautiful landscape that my wife and I have had the opportunity to go and pick tomatoes and, and cucumbers. What type of vegetables do you grow there specifically for your business? So our business started to do, for 2016, different kind of developments. So one of the things that we have founded is hydroponic system. Hydroponic system is talking about uh, NFT system. It's growing uh, vegetables based on water and fertilizers only into the greenhouse without the soil. We can grow there all uh, green leaves uh, like a lettuce, kale, bok choy, green onion, and different kind of green vegetables. And the vegetables that we can grow there, it's coming to be less disease. That means we don't have to put a lot of pesticides there. The fertilizers is more organic fertilizers, so it's actually coming to be more healthy, more sweet. And we have a control to inject there into the fertilizers more vitamins. So it's coming to be with extra vitamins inside. So the quality of that vegetables is very high. Also, the shelf life is very high. So uh, this is what we are turning now in uh, our farm. This is a farm is about almost 10 acres. It's uh, 8 acres 
land and that we're going to turn the whole greenhouses with a hydroponic system and uh, one of the very exciting things that's happening that we have a got a permission from one of the rabbis that we can grow in Shemitah and we can sell in Shemitah. And what is Shemitah for those people who don't speak Hebrew or understand that word? Can you just tell the listening audience what that is? So as the Bible say, the word of God, that is every seven year we have to rest the land. The land has to be rest. The whole nutrition that we have in the land has to become back. So the, every seven years, the seventh year, that we're stopping, we're not growing anything on the land. So this is the Shemitah. We call it Shemitah. So in that time, actually the Jewish tradition, they're not buying anything from Jewish lands. They're not taking any vegetables from the Jewish lands. They have going to the uh, nations, other nations or non-Jewish, to buying from them the vegetables and things. And this is what happening in Shemitah time. So I'm a Jewish. The land is Jewish owner and I can grow in a hydroponic system because of that we got it's not attached to the land it's we're not growing on the land so we can sell in Shemitah in kosher. Gabby you have traveled to many parts of the world but you've lived most of your life here in Israel from the age of nine and a half up. Is there any particular place that you find that you like to go back to and why do you find yourself going back there? One of the places that I can say that have very interest to me to go, it's uh, Japan. But I don't think I have any place in the world that I want to be there all the time. For me, to coming back is very exciting. After one week or two weeks, when I come back, for me, is Israel is like a, the place that I want to be. I want to stay here. This is my home. This is the place that I want to be here. And you mentioned before we started recording that the place of Shiloh or Shiloh in English is a favorite spot of yours. Why is Shiloh such a special place for you? Why does that hold a dear place in your heart? Wow. Shiloh is like a very powerful place. After the people of Israel has coming from Egypt and uh, 40 years when they come into the Israel. Shiloh is the place that where is the Mishkan, the first temple has been set up. And from there, you know, there's a 12 tribe has been together and they're fighting each other in this place also. And from there they have divide to the whole Israel. So that place is actually, it's very powerful for my people, the Jewish people. You know, the people of Israel. It's a very powerful place because from there, we, we found it that we have spilled it to the whole area with the tribes in this area as a promised land. For those people in the listening audience that may not know the location, the geographic location of Shiloh, where is it? Is it in the north, in the south, the east, and the west? And how can they get there? Shiloh is actually a uh, very uh, center of Israel. It's not a... 20 minutes from Tel Aviv. We call now, it's like a Judah and Samaria area. It's Ariel. The city Ariel is very nearby to that area. And it's like, it's like a center. It's on, not so far from Jerusalem as well. So this is a, some kind of a center of Israel. Gabby, in knowing you for 
the last few years, you mentioned to me that you at one time really studied and was a part of Orthodox Judaism. You were very much entrenched. You were very much a part of that. You've kept the law. You followed the Sabbath and you did a lot of things. You came out of that way. How did you do that? How did you make your way out from Orthodox Judaism? So actually, I'm not a very strong Orthodox Judaism in that time. But yes, I wear the kippah in my head and I walk and I keep the Shabbat and all the things. But in the Jewish tradition way, the rabbi's way, you know, keeping the Shabbat, you can say keeping the Shabbat as a Bible way and keeping the Shabbat as a rabbi's way is a totally different, okay? So I keeping the Shabbat in a rabbi's way. And one time I, and I used to go every uh, Friday evening and Saturday morning, used to go to the synagogue near to my home. And, you know, Kippur time, the Kippur when we are praying, fasting and everything, I go to the, the same synagogue that I used to be go. And you have the Eve Kippur, the evening Kippur, and you have the morning Kippur. And the morning prayer is like a Shabbat, same thing. And the morning when I was there, they stopped the whole praise about asking the forgiveness from the God and they stop it everything. And they start to sell blessing in Kippur. And there's a one of the blessings that people pay for that place a very high price. It's called Parnasa. So there's a one of the blessings in the synagogue. It's called livelihood. The livelihood blessing that you get is for your life and for your business or whatever and people pay a lot of money for that and when I started there I found that I never buy any blessing when I was in a synagogue I don't believe in that I that I need to buy my blessing and when I stand there one person he has purchased those blessings in almost 10,000 US dollar and I stand there and tell myself, who need this blessing? Who has the amount of, who can pay this much amount to get it? Or who don't has it? So this is a huge question. So I say, oh, this is not right. Because the person nearby me, I know his situation, and he's a very bad situation. His life is very hard. And this blessing, this guy needed for him. Not the guy who can pay the 10,000 US dollars. So from that time, I take it the keeper out. I go out from the synagogue. I say, I never want to come back here. Gabby, what gives you the strength each day to remain positive in this crisis-filled world? Faith. Believing on peoples. And believing on, first of all, the faith of God that I have from, from my Savior, Yeshua. He's increasing me every day through His Word that how much I need to be a person who can give something. And every creation, every humanity that you see here is God creation. So if I love myself as a God creation, so I want to love the whole, those people. And this is the power that I got it to make a change, to show the love, love of God to whom I can show them. And every each way that I can show, I will do that. Gabby, 
Can you share a story with the listening audience of a particular time when you found yourself, with the help of God, overcoming a very difficult hardship in your life? I think, uh, like every person, you know, everybody has the weak times in his life. Yeah, it can happen, you know. It's happened to me also in this pandemic time, it's COVID time, when we found ourselves sitting in a home. So there's a few times that I feel myself, it's very, very bad, you know, the relationship between me and my wife, all challenges that we have coming to be. So yes, it's, it's taking you sometime way down, but thanks Lord, you know, it's thanks Yeshua that we found the way back. And I found myself uh, not only taking myself also back to the way that he is giving to us. I found myself that I taking my family. Now they are also seeing what I see. So this is something that is very powerful. You know, it's a big change for my family as well. Gabby, thank you so much for taking the time today and being with us and sharing the wonderful stories and insights from your very amazing life. Thank you very much. It's my pleasure to be with you. Join me next time on Israel Mosaic, Land People's Story, when I'll be interviewing Malka Ben-Zaev, co-owner of the Bee and Silk Farm from Shadmot Devorah, here in the Lower Galilee. See you soon. <laughs>